this is Melanie of the Pardesi Podcast. This is a special episode, a collaboration with Matt of Korkan Nala. We recorded this hour and a half long discussion of the top Indian films of 2018 for his YouTube channel. Matt no longer has a podcast, so I asked if I could use the audio for the Pardesi Podcast, and he uh, readily agreed. So at the very end of this hour and a half long discussion, we do our top five across all Indian cinemas. I'm going to do separate top five for each industry, Telugu, Tamil, Malayalam, and Hindi, but this is the only one that will be a top five overall, including Kannada, which means the KGF film. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Matt. Hey everybody, Kaur Kanala here, and I'm joined with Melanie from Pardesi. Yeah. Thank hey. you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me on today. And it's actually kind of a special day. I'm across 15,000 subscribers today. So. Yeah! 15K! <laughs> and Matt just crossed 20K, which is absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. So congrats to you, too. It's a huge milestone. It seems like a lot of people are hitting milestones. Jabby just released a 900K oh, video. <laughs> Oh, man. But it's oh, like, man. He's like in another stratosphere yeah, or something. Like Way out there. But yeah. it's like, it's cool that we both hit a milestone within like a two weeks or a week. Yeah, yeah. It's only well, been I mean, about yeah. a week. Like Rajdeep uh, Live, they reached 100K and they got their um, button from YouTube uh within the last few, uh, several months and then yeah like Javi I don't even know how long Javi has been doing his channel it's been for quite a long time uh he started his channel about 6 months before me oh my gosh okay <laughs> so he, his he was uh I think he started somewhere around June of 2015 okay it was like uh summer somewhere in the summer and uh, I started in October but I didn't get to the Indian movies until January. Right, right. So I, he was about six months, but and he was a part of that first group, like Bali yeah. Fools and Toma Puck and all of them. Yeah. I, I was yeah. a part of the second wave, they call it, I guess. Right. Maybe I'm the fourth wave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to go through quickly you know the movies that i had reviewed this year have a like a recap and then at the end we'll both choose like our top five uh for indian movies that we saw now she's seen more than i have just because she's crazy and goes to the theater all the crazy. time yeah. uh, i can't get to the theater as often as you can but so her yeah. list may be different from mine. She'd probably add some movies in here while we're talking that uh, I didn't get to see. And so that'll be, that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this is to have someone that saw more than I did that can also intercut. And so it doesn't look like I'm ignoring movies or anything like that. I can really only talk about what I have seen. Yeah. So, it, so was, it was, a, it was a long year. I really, uh, once I had my YouTube channel is only a year and a half old, and I really started to try to see 
as many of the new releases as I could in both Hindi, Tamil, and Telugu, those play close by to me. Malayalam films, I catch kind of the big releases. That's more of a 45-minute to an hour drive on the highway for me to go to the theater, the one theater in Chicago that plays them. Um, you know, for certain, you know, a big Mohanlal movie or something, it's definitely worth it for me to drive up there. But it's hard to fit that in because the movies are already three hours long and then to add mm -hmm. in travel time there and back. So it's it's hard to fit them all in, although I did look and I've seen about three a week. So which is, you know, it's a hard pace. And we were just talking before we pressed record that this is an Indian holiday period this week. And so it's another like that week before Christmas when so many different movies came out. It's another week like that where it's going to be a struggle for me. You know, you have to pick and choose. I'm only one person. I can only see <laughs> so, so many movies this week. But I'm trying to plot it out. And fortunately, some of them are releasing on different days. Um, so, for instance, PETA comes on Wednesday. And the NTR biopic comes out tomorrow here in Chicago. So I'm going to, you know, at least those aren't the same day. And I can can spread them out a little bit. Yeah, I only have one day off and I can only see one movie. So I'm seeing uh Peta. Yeah. Um I wanted I would, to, yeah. and I wanted yeah. I was I was thinking about cuz I could see all three um movies on Thursday, but I can't afford it. Yeah. It's just too much money. Um but And you have to realize these movies for us here in Chicago and Denver they are a premium price compared sometimes compared to a regular movie price. So oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they uh, can get know, pretty high. Like I, I can't drop a hundred dollars to go watch movies all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did that, but it ruined my budget. I did that a couple of weeks ago when zero and, uh, all and you, that wish you, went, you wish you had that money back. I bet. <laughs> no, it was really no. fun. It was really fun, but I already did that less than a couple of weeks ago i can't afford to do it again yeah um, but I mean, it's really yeah it's really back to back here and so it's hard but i know you know it's a big holiday time uh in india and people mm -hmm. have time off so it's understandable that all these different movies come out because people may have the time to go to the theater a couple of times yeah and it is getting a little easier for me to see Indian movies. Like most of this year, I had to travel the hour to an hour and a half to go to South Denver to see a movie. But in the past month, we've been getting movies like 2.0 and Zero and all of these bigger ones are showing up at the AMC that's only a half an hour away from me. Uh, PETA that I'm going to be seeing on Thursday, that's going to be at uh, Harkins Theater in Northfield which is about 40, 45 minutes away, but it's still on the north part of Denver. I don't have to go through Denver traffic, which takes up a lot of time. So right. yeah. I'm hoping this trend continues and they continue showing movies at these theaters that are a little closer to me because then that makes it uh, where I can probably go see movies more often. And I'm also playing catch up. Certain ones I wasn't able to see in the theater and like when we talk about some of the Tamil films, 
I have a couple on my list that people have been putting in their top 10, everybody else that I've been seeing. And I was like, okay, well, it's on Netflix, so I better just watch it before I definitively say what my top 10 is and then, or top five. And for instance, I saw Tom Bod just uh, the other night and it, I'm really kicking myself that I didn't make the effort to see that one in a theater because that would have been such an immersive experience in a dark theater with the sounds around me. And it's just was not the same you know, watching it on a big computer screen. It was like, right. I'm like, this is okay, but it's not, you know, it's just especially a movie like that would have been so cool to see in a theater. But yeah, I'm very a, glad I did see it. Yeah, I had a lot of people that wanted me to see that, and I just couldn't get to the theater for it. Like, I I had tried, but that was, like, when it was in theaters, my work was extra busy because of the holiday stuff. Um, like, we, well, we recently just slowed down. Yeah. So now I have a little bit of time, but before I didn't have barely any time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People were like, why haven't you seen this? Or why haven't I'm like, it's Christmas. Like I have relatives here. Like I have other things going on. I can't just go yeah. to every movie that came out in December. You know, it's a busy time, holiday time here. So, um, you know, you have house guests or whatever. You just, it's hard, but definitely Matt, unfortunately it's playing on Amazon prime in India, but it's not available on the American Amazon prime, at least as of yet. Mm -hmm. So I found Tumbad on Ian Thuzan, but it did have subtitles. So I would highly recommend you check it out because I think you would really love it, especially because I think it's more practical effects versus special, you know, VFX. And the creepiness that they were able to do on a lower budget uh, and it's just really centered in Indian mythology and just, I don't, it's such a cool movie. It's such a cool movie. And definitely, I think you would really get a kick out of it. Okay. Nice. Awesome. All right. So starting from uh, my first review of 2018 was uh, Padmavat. Yeah. And I know that was one that was supposed to be in 2017. And then mm-hmm. because of all the controversy, it finally released in January of 2018. Mm-hmm. It did not make my top five, but it's one that stays with me, uh, especially the Gumar song sequence, the dance sequence. Gumar means twirl. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my top dance sequences possibly of all time. I mean, it's so sumptuous. The the outfits that the women are wearing have literal gold fret, thread. Dipika put a cone, had to go to the hospital because her neck was injured because she's, you know, twirling and she had so much jewelry and her the whole thing was like <laughs> 70 pounds that she's trying to twirl with. Oh, because my gosh. Because so the costume itself was so heavy and all the jewelry that she was wearing as the queen it was amazing i saw a whole youtube video just about the design of the jewelry mm-hmm. uh it reminded me of like the lord of the rings where you know what i mean it's like every detail yeah. you know you may not even notice it but it was all oh, there no, i did uh, even if you watch my trailer reaction for it i was like the costumes and the jewelry in this look top Notch, like I was impressed. Yeah. Even in the trailer, I could tell. For me, it was uh, Kalibali. I really loved that song and dance sequence uh, with Ravnir yeah. Singh. That 
I still watch it from time to time just because uh, yeah. it was filmed so well. The big sweeping camera movements, getting inside the dance and out. It wasn't just a line of people and then the camera. Like the camera got in there in the circle and all. They did so, so such a great job with that. Um, and that was one of the things uh, I really loved about Padmavat was the the set designs, the costume designs, the production by itself was amazing looking. Yeah. And the songs were top notch. The dances were elaborate and huge. Uh, it's just that the story was slow. Yeah, the story but, was slow, but you got your money's worth and it was yeah. worth it to see on the big screen just for all of that. Here's something random that I just saw on Twitter last week. I think it was Elon Musk actually... Mm -hmm. uh, twit tweeted out a gif of the Kalibali dance. <laughs> it's like so random, but I'm like, it's reached. <laughs> yeah, it's even gotten to Elon it's Musk. It's iconic now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the story was slow, and even though they have the disclaimer, you know, we're not promoting, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, the self-immolation, but yet. It was, I mean, because it's so beautifully filmed and she's so brave and her hair is flowing. And yeah, so it's hard to get behind. Like for us as an outsider, it's really hard for me to wrap my brain around that, uh, you know, suicide kind of being, you know, mass suicide being glorified. It's just, it's hard, but it was still so beautiful. And that's like the, dich the dichotomy is like your brain can't, it's like, okay, I know this is from a historical time, but still, it's, uh, yeah, it's not easy. And it was slow, and I don't know that Shahid Kapoor kind of, I don't know, he didn't really, the costumes he was wearing, he looked good, but I don't know if he had the intensity or the chemistry with Deepika that maybe was needed for that role. Yeah, and it, it felt... You know, it's the thing is, it is a it is a drama. You know, it's a drama based on this epic poem, and so it's like you kind of have to be melodramatic with it, right? Right. If you're not, then it comes off as you're not taking it seriously. So, yeah. where where do you find that middle ground of I I mean, having the drama but not being over? Keenly, but you know, yet. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't quite feel the intensity from him. Like you say, I'm in this grand story. I, I don't know. I mean, and I've loved him in other roles. I, I don't think he's necessarily, I'm not saying he's a bad actor. It's just, I'm not sure if he was the right person for that role. And I know, actually, it was difficult for Bonsali to to cast that role. Because the shower your role is the Ron Beer role. Yeah. And so... Uh, I think he asked act. I think he asked other big actors. I think he asked like Shah Rukh Khan. A lot of other people turned Bansali down and didn't really want to be just the the good guy that gets killed. Well, he's kind of he's kind of <laughs> a know? boring character, right? You know, yeah. everybody wants to be the interesting character. You don't want to be right, the boring exactly. character, right? Exactly. I and get also it. Jim Jim Sarb, uh, who played you know the. Uh, a homosexual servant who was a, a equally obsessed with Ron Veer's uh, king. He was, 
he had several good roles this year. That was the first. I mean, I've seen him in other films, but that was one of the first ones. And then he had Sanju, an amazing part, too. But I was like, whoa, he's just really going going for it out there. And uh, Aditi Rao Hadari um, also was really was really beautiful. But anyway, so it was uh, it was good, but it didn't make my top five. All right. And after that, I reviewed uh, Boggy 2. I did not see Boggy 2. I don't know what it is. I have this thing about Tiger Shroff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He just, and I enjoy his dancing, but there's just, <laughs> I probably should just give it a chance. But I wasn't willing to pay money to go see it in the theater. Let's just put it that way. No, I get it. And it was, it was entertaining. But it's not, like, memorable. Like, I can't really go back and point out any specific scenes or... It was one of those movies that, yeah, I en I enjoyed it for what it was in the theater, but it, I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the first Boggy I haven't even seen, that is a remake, actually, of a Prabhas film. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. But I mean, there's there's, um, you know, a dance sequence in there that my Bollywood dance class, we ended up using that song. So it's, you know, fun music. And I probably should just see it just for the dance numbers because Tiger Shroff excels at that. And I'm sure there's something about when you have someone who is a dancer, they're exceptional in action sequences mm -hmm. because they have they have that control of their body and that it's almost like ballet moves you know doing the kicks and everything so i probably would enjoy it but i wasn't willing to pay no i wouldn't i go. wouldn't have paid i wouldn't have paid to go to the theater for it uh i mean i did but i wouldn't suggest someone else paying theater ticket prices to see it but it, it i do remember being entertained so it wasn't a bad movie it's just not a memorable one right all right. After that, Ringa Stalam. This, uh, I just did my top five uh, Telugu films, and this made my top five. Yeah, I, I, loved, I loved this movie, uh, except the end. I didn't like I, the ending. I had so many twists in the story, and yet another film where Jagapati Babu is one of my favorite actors in a villain role. And he was off the chain in this one, like insanely yeah. evil. And I mean, he had several good villain roles this year, but this one goes down in the books. And well, uh, yeah. Well, for me, the, the biggest positive of the movie was how well they did their characterization for the community. You yeah. felt you felt like you were a part of this town. And that was the biggest strength of the film. And then the reason I don't like the ending is because they basically just cut all that off. And then you have like a half an hour of him getting revenge. Mm. And it's just those two characters. The rest of the town's not really involved anymore. And the tone shifts. Um, it would have been a much better movie if you made that shorter, I think. Yeah. I you mean, could I, still yeah. have the same impact. You don't have to spend a half an hour on it, is yeah. what I was trying to say. And. Yeah. Because your biggest strength is this community of people. I loved being in that town. If they do a sequel, I want to go back and visit everybody in this town. Well, yeah. it was it was uh, Samantha Prabhu's the love interest. It was her first uh, village setting, rural setting kind of role. I thought she was great, and 
it's also interesting because our main hero is handicapped. He's hard of hearing. He's deaf. That is used for humor sometimes, but more in the romance track where, I mean, at one point, Samantha tells him she loves him because she knows he can't hear it. You know, but she wants to say it to him, but she knows he can't hear it. But it that was a plot point in him missing, you know, missing verbal cues of things that other people said. So he wasn't completely uh, clued into everything that was going on sometimes. And I thought that was interesting. Here's our, I thought Ramchand did a really good job in the role. And it was just interesting to me that that's your setup, that you have a hero who is deaf. And um, I learned from my viewers that everyone called him a sound engineer. That was sort of a, you know, a little bit of a slur against uh, deaf people. Uh, but, you know, he he lived with his handicap and he was still, like you say, he was a vital part of this community and loyal to his brother and and so forth. So. My problem was it, they made a plot point of he declared he wanted to be married to Samantha Prabhu and then he went off for the item song. And everybody said, well, that's how, you know, that's so that the brother then is alone. And I'm like, OK, do it another way, because that just seemed to be like, <laughs> I don't know. That was my that you had a problem with a half an hour revenge. I had a problem of you leave Samantha and you go off to do an item song like. <laughs> yeah yeah for it was just the tone i don't mind the revenge i like the revenge part i just didn't want it to take up so much of the film because you yeah. cut out your biggest strength of the movie and i don't think they had to they they didn't have to cut out all of the characters to do that and you yeah. didn't have to draw it out that long either so yeah. uh, anyway i liked the movie a lot though I did too. I did too. Good, good music, really good soundtrack um, as well. And, um, you know, it's uh, songs from that. I know I've stayed, at least on my, I subscribed to Sabin on my uh, iPhone so I can listen to music in my car. And that soundtrack, you know, lasted for many months on the, on the top charts. Yeah. All right. And after that, I did uh, Borat Ani Nenu. That also made, uh, that was of my Telugu films, that made my number five because such a strong all-over entertainer. Mm -hmm. And I actually went and saw it a second time because that press conference speech that Mahesh Babu gives, that particular scene... I thought is one of the strongest of his entire career, and I wanted to see it again on the big screen. Uh, this is back in like you know movie past days and whatever, but <laughs> I, I I just thought that was such a strong scene. It reminded me of the um, Michael Douglas film American President, you know, where you have someone who is in this position of power, chief minister, but they're single. How do you date when you're the, you know what I mean? Like, right. how, how do you do it? Like he closes down an entire restaurant to like have a date with a girl. That's what it reminded me of. of mm -hmm. You know, the romance part was very fun. And then just the overall message was just, it was, it had a strong message to the whole film. It was a good mix of everything. There was some good fights, good, Good story and especially a strong performance by Mahesh. Yeah, I liked it. And I um, I remember 
leaving the theater happy. I gave it a positive review, but I don't remember a lot of details uh, after the fact, except for the big things like the the big speech at the end and um, maybe a couple of things here or there. But the movie didn't wow me to a point where it would be in my top five, but it did. I do remember liking it and I did give it a positive review. Yeah. All right. So after that, uh, Rosie. This was a really strong film. Uh, this this was kind of a year of women, especially in the Hindi film industry. And so, you know, you have Deepika Padukone as really the star of Padmavat. And then Rosie Aliabat. It's funny, you probably have never seen Student of the Year, have you? So that's her debut film. Right. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this is such a dumb bimbo. Like, <laughs> you know? I mean, her dad is a famous pr- director, producer, whatever. I was just like, OK, she's just some star kid, whatever. You know, she's just a pretty face. OK. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her in Highway, blown away. And she has this searing scene at the end of Highway that's where she confronts her family about abuse. That's just stunning. So she has just gotten better and better and better. Uta Punjab, another very strong performance. And then I was so thrilled when I heard she was really the star. I mean, at the time that this movie came out, Vicky Koshal definitely you know, B list. <laughs> like he's got, as the year went on, he had bigger and bigger roles. And now this coming weekend, he is headlining his own action film. You know, Ur, is it Uri or Yuri? Anyway, he's got a big action uh, war movie coming up this week. And he's gone from strength to strength. But at the time this came out, so he's playing her husband and he's definitely the supporting character and she mm-hmm. is the main character. And it was so unusual to have a spy film and it, it's a I don't know if you know it was a woman director yeah and so um all the practical stuff about how she spied was fascinating but also it it definitely had the human element she had to marry this guy you know mm-hmm. she had to live with this family and it showed the human cost of putting your country above all else and I just thought it was such a strong film. Yeah, I liked it. Um, one of the things that stood out for me in the movie was uh, the director. Her name was uh, Meghna Golzar, mm-hmm. I think it yeah. is. Is yeah. what I'm saying. And uh, she did a great job with the tense moments, you know, where she had to like the thing with the radio. Yeah. Uh, trying to hide the radio or set it up in a certain amount of time uh, when she was in his office and she's trying to get the the folder, you know, the moments of tension, I was like on my on the edge of my seat. I'm like, Oh, come on, come on. So she did a great job of directing those sequences. And then the, you know, the drama of everything that's going on her position that she was in. But what I also liked about the movie is it's, it's different than a lot of Indian films in that it's a spy movie. Like yeah, we, we have yeah. movies that are around the, the Indo-Pakistan war, the seventies, it's a popular time period for films, but you don't see too many spy thrillers except for spy thrillers that are in like mass entertainers. Um, yeah. but nothing like a dramatic, serious kind of uh, spy thriller. So I was impressed with that, that they kind of went, 
into a genre that you don't see too often. Not only that, um, it was interesting because I saw the movie The Ghazi Attack, which stars uh, Rana Dugabati. And the interesting thing is the papers that she's trying to steal in Razi are what is the intelligence that leads them to know that there's a Pakistani submarine possibly going to attack, which is what the Ghazi attack is all about. So it's like the beginning of the Ghazi attack, they get that intelligence and that's where it came from. It, you know, it's like those two, the two films are connected. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, after that was the uh, first Rajnikanth film of the year, Kala. Yeah, a, he had a, he had a big year. He uh, had a very big year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, Kala, I, I don't remember a lot. Oh, no, wait. He it, that, This was the one where he was in the center of Mumbai, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I liked some of the community parts in there. I really loved the intro because of his wife going through the house and like telling people what to do. And then right. she comes out and tells him what to do. Like she obviously has all the power in the house and uh, everyone else has to pay him like high respects, but she can just come up and tell him exactly how it is. And I loved their relationship. I absolutely, that is also my favorite part of the film, is that everyone else is terrified of him. He controls everything in that neighborhood, and he is the Don of that slum. But in the house, she is the queen. She's the queen. She is, yeah. she is the queen. Every son has to pay attention to her. I love that tracking shot. She goes through the house, and she, like you say, she gives an order to every single person or checks in with every single person. And then she gives him an order, too. And I love their relationship. Uh, yeah, it was... I, I love the dance numbers in that. Um, you know, so one thing that's interesting is the guy that played the villain, Nana Patakar, my viewers were telling me he's based... Some of the, the dialogues that he said were things that politicians had actually said so they were so the director really had a point of view in that film you know he he really was making a political statement with it and so the, yeah the whole th it was just interesting learning about all those layers of what it's not just you know it's not just a don kind of gangster film it's mm -hmm. it's got political layers to the story uh, yeah, so it was, yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I don't think maybe Rajnikanth meant to have all of these movies in one year, but 2.0 2 got delayed so yeah. many times that that's, and now we have, you know, it feels like 2.0 just came out. It did. And then that, and now we've got another Rajnikanth movie this week. So I'm yeah. sure that probably was not the original grand plan. No. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Peta. How do you yeah. say it? Peta? Peta? I would guess I'm guessing Peta. Uh, that's, that's I'm me. also looking very much forward to it because uh, Nawaz Siddiqui is this his first Tamil film. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be dub. You know, it's gonna have a dub voice, but still to have Rajakanth and Nawaz in the same. Well, movie. and Vijay Satupati. 
I mean, exactly. I, when I saw that, my favorite. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> when, if you watch my trailer reaction for it, as soon as Nawazuddin popped up, I was like, Nawazuddin's in there. I got all excited. And then VJ, I'm like, ah, my brain exploded. I know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, this is VJ's first film with Rajakanth, too. And I was like, it would have been enough. Just I know. It's, <laughs> wow. More. They're There's stacking more. it. They're stacking it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see what they do with it. But uh, Kala, Kala, I enjoyed. I wouldn't put it in my top five, but it's something that I, I did I have agree. fun with. I agree. All right. Now, the next review that I did, it wasn't a movie this year. We, we don't need to talk about it too much, but it, I did want to just mention it. Raman Ragoff 2.0. That was one that I have missed, but I have heard it's another really, well, it's Nawaz, but it's also a really strong performance, evidently, of Vicky Koshal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think since I'm becoming such a Vicky Koshal fan, it's one that I'm going to have to catch up on. Raman Raghav 2.0 was disturbing in how good Nawazuddin was in it. Like, my brother watched it with me. And yeah. my brother doesn't really watch Indian movies. He's a writer. He wants to go do his own thing. He's he's not interested in spending a lot of time on Indian movies. But I told him about the setup for this, and he was intrigued. And he liked the movie a lot, too. And he was really impressed with Nawazuddin's performance as well. He does uh, – I call it eye acting. But it's – you can just see him as the character. There's – you don't see someone acting as a character. When you look in his eyes, you see him. He is that character. And oh, it's, yeah. And in this movie, because this character is scary, he is scary in this movie. And so I was super impressed. But we don't need to talk about that too much because it's not even in the running because it came out a few years ago. But Yeah. No, but it was – yeah, it came on streaming services. And I agree with you. It's uh, – every performance he does is so strong – um, I haven't watched it yet, but Monto, uh, he has another film that just came on directly to Netflix streaming that I haven't caught up with either that's supposed to be uh, very good. And he's got an upcoming biopic called Thackeray, uh, which I think there was a teaser trailer for. So another, you know, big biopic that he's got coming out uh, later this year. So. And I'm hoping uh, there's going to be more Sacred Games. I mean, I don't know if you had a chance to watch Sacred Games this year, the Netflix I miniseries. Saw, I saw the first two, I think the first two episodes, but then I, you know, everything started happening yeah. again with the holidays and I haven't been able to finish it. I was going to review it, um, but, you know. Yeah, super strong performance and also just interesting to see him in a film where they weren't worrying about the censors, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's nudity, there's more violence there's you know, language, whatever. It's, uh, it's like watching HBO Indian, you know what yeah. I mean? We're just there. There's no holds barred. It's, and that's, it's that's everything really, that they want to do. And that's really exciting for me. I want, yeah. I want to see, you know, what an uh, Indian filmmaker can do if they're not worried about, you know, selling a ticket price. Because right. a lot of the movies that we get, because they have to sell the tickets. You know, uh, like when I interviewed Madhavan, he was talking about why the opening weekend is so important. They make like 60% of their profit 
out of that first weekend. And if it doesn't do well in that first weekend, so that's why they have to do all of this stuff to make it appeal to as large a group as pe- uh, of people as possible. Yeah. But when you're doing these online content with Netflix and Amazon, you can do whatever you want because you're not worried about your ticket sale. You're only worried about whether or not people want to watch it. And then that frees up the filmmaker to do whatever they want. And I'm curious to see where that goes. Uh, well, also just because it's long form, just the same way yeah. Madhavan was able to do Breathe well, and, not- and have a story develop over eight episodes or whatever. It's the same thing with mm-hmm. Sacred Games. It's like it's like reading a novel versus just a small short story. You know, you get to expand out the characters. You just uh, the writers have room to breathe to really um, tell their story. Right. Yeah. And I do like that they're getting into some of these long forms. Um like breathe, but you could also have regular two to three hour movies that are done by Netflix and Amazon as well. And then that would also free them up to be able to focus a movie on a specific thing and not worry about censors and not worry about mass appeal that they could do more independent style films that may not, you know, may not appeal to everybody. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard, but Anushka Sharma, you know, she has her own production company. Mm-hmm. She did films like NH10 and Pari. Um, she has signed a deal, I believe it's with Netflix. Maybe it's with Amazon Prime. I don't know. One of the two, she has signed a, a development deal. And that's exciting because, like you say, maybe she can do a film length, but something that may not be commercial to play in India movie theaters but yet a wider audience would enjoy it on a streaming service. So yeah. I, I was excited to hear about that. Yeah. I mean, like we, I had me and my brother just reviewed uh, bird box. So we're in America. I haven't seen that yet. Is it really good? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's good. It's decent, it's good. Uh, but there's not very much characterization for the side characters, but Sandra Bullock does a great job and her character gets developed. Um, and the story feels choppy because they jump between two time periods but the suspenseful stuff was filmed so well the director did a great job with the suspenseful moment it's worth watching but yeah this is what i'm kind of saying is that movie i would not suggest paying a movie ticket price to go see but if it's on netflix i would suggest seeing it so that's where i want to see some of these uh, indian filmmakers i want to see them make movies that they know people may not go and pay to go to a theater to watch it, mm-hmm. but that it would service online and you would get a much wider range of uh, content. And I would like to see where it kind of goes like with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So after that, uh, I saw gold. Yeah. Gold was very solid. I still don't quite understand the scene where I'm outside undressed by the side of the road but I guess I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it. You know, he's 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 oh, giving it was really nice stuff to away see to the him poor guy and like uh, play the captain of the team and really get a meaty role. I really enjoyed his role in the uh, in the film. Um, you know, actually, Kumar he's always great, but um, Kunal Kapoor also uh, played. Uh, you know, like a. a Extended cameo almost, but it was nice to see him on film again, too. It was just, 
nice seeing these whole this group of actors together. And yeah. I really enjoyed the story. Yeah, and they did a good job with characterization because all the characters felt uh, pretty fleshed out for the most part. Uh, could have used a little bit more maybe, but for the most part, I really enjoyed how the characters uh, were fleshed and we did feel attached. We wanted them to win, you know, just like yeah. any kind of sports movie. But for me, what sold me on the idea was just the synopsis. It blew my mind. You know, you have the guy wins a gold medal for England or for the yeah. Britain at the Nazi Olympics. Right, right. That alone is a great setup. But then he wants to, now that they are uh, freed, to build the first Indian team to go win the first Indian gold for any. You can't get, you can't make up a story more patriotic than that. I know. It's impossible. You know, and then partition happens, and then you have the pa- separate Pakistan team, Pakistani team, and then they're rooting for the Indians because it's against the. Like, I mean, it's I, just like, and it's during, a woman director too, so yeah. it was yeah. Well, during, and I just thought it was so well done. Yeah, and during like when I walked out of that movie, I wanted to grab an Indian flag and start running around the streets with it. I was, I was patriotic for a country that I'm. Not, I don't live in, <laughs> but it was. Yeah, I know. Isn't it it's funny? It's crazy. like it has it's stirring music, and now a movie like that. When I see the Indian flag, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like. <laughs> I know. I, I wanted to stand up and do this, and I'm I like, know. what? Are, that's not my flag. What am I doing? But I was like, oh my gosh! But the, it was just that setup. You can't make that up. I mean, yeah. you, you can, but you can't create anything more page. That is. There you go. You won. That's the most patriotic thing you can come up with. There's, you're not going to come up with anything more. It's crazy. So I, I was just blown away by the core story, the yeah. character. It's the mo- most perfect character motivation ever to win yeah. a gold medal for Britain at the Nazi Olympics. Oh my God. Genius. So, uh, yeah, I liked the movie a lot. Um, the next one I did was, uh, oh, I know I'm going to slaughter this pronunciation, uh, Chika Chivanta Vanam. Tamil for me. Chika, I don't know if I saw that one. That wasn't the Mani Ratnam one, was it? No. <laughs> it's a different one. No, it had, it had uh, VJ in it. Um, you had, it had, uh, here, I'll show you the cast. It had a lot of people in there. But you had uh, Arvid Swarma, Swarmy, T.R. Salambarasam. Oh, man, I slaughtered his. Arun Vijay, Vijay Setupati. Um, they had a lot of people in this movie. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I saw that one or not. Now it's, it's not ringing a bell with me, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's... So you have these two brothers, the father of the, I guess you want to call it the family business, you know, their gang or whatever you want to call them. Okay. The father dies. And so the brothers are kind of fighting for control over who's going to take over. And then you have in the middle of it, you have Vijay 
Setupati, who's kind of the best friend of one of the brothers. Oh, yeah. No, that was the Monty Rotten film. <laughs> that was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it is. Ma- Monty Rotten uh, directed, yeah. yeah. When you were saying BJ, I was thinking the other BJ was like, oh, that's, what I was thinking. No. that's what was tripping me up. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So, no, yeah. Okay, so I don't know how many Monty Rotten films that you have seen. He's my favorite director of Tom Hall Cinema. And it was exciting for me that he was working with Vijay Setapathy for the first time. Uh, but Mani Ratnam films usually have so much heart to them and uh, such an emotional quotient. And I've seen about a dozen of his films. And I don't know, this film left me cold. And that may have been by design that... You have all of these characters, and there's really no one that you want to root for. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're right. kind of all, at best, shades mm-hmm. of gray. Yeah. And there's, like you said, there's these four. There's the brothers, and then there's the friend of the brothers. Who, and while it's kind of a puzzle, and when you see what happens at the end and how it all unravels, you're like, oh yeah, that was clever, but. It doesn't, it didn't. You didn't, didn't have a character that you could cling on to. Yeah. And not even VJ's, which I guess I thought was going to be what, you know, the person, our point of view for the film. And I don't know. So I just, it wasn't my favorite, you know, and I, I have seen, um, you know, so many of other of his films, and I'm ex- I'm expecting, like, a gut punch. You know what I mean? I'm expecting mm-hmm. when a dramatic scene happens, like, I'm just going to be devastated or whatever. And I just, and maybe that's not fair, but those are the expectations I walked into the film with. And the director, Bardwudge, I mean, the critic, Bardwudge Rangan, I don't know if you read his stuff, but he actually wrote a book about Monty Rotnam films. Like he did a series of interviews with Monty Rotnam and they went through mm-hmm. all of his old, you know, classic films. And even he was just like, you know, this one, this doesn't have the same heart as other films, but it may have been by design. He is at a point where he may just be like, I don't care if I'm pleasing everybody. I'm doing this experiment of, you know, there isn't any one person for you to, on um, to. take yeah to put to take on is this is my hero that i'm following through this through this story yeah uh i didn't mind that so much just because it felt more like i was just witnessing something i didn't feel i needed to have a character that i was rooting for but that could just be my I mean, viewing te- experience technically, technically it was all good all good acting mm-hmm. um you know, uh, the Arvind Swarmy character, he was kind of like uh, one of the chief brothers uh, who was pretty dark. And the interesting thing is he had kind of had some very famous films, romantic films that he had done with uh, Mani Ratnam in the past. Like there was a film called uh, Mona Rangam. So I know him from like his young, you know, young avatar doing very romantic film. Uh, you know, Madhavan's, one of his big debuts was that Monty, uh, Monty Rottenham gave him a film, a romantic film. So, you know, it's like it was funny to see him all beefed up, bulked up, and kind of playing a, it was almost like, uh, <laughs> you know, 
why am I blanking on the the show on uh, the Sopranos? It was like he was like a Tony Soprano kind of a uh, right, right. big guy, you know, kind of uh, rough around the edges. He has the wife, he has the mistress, you know, all, all of that going on. So that's kind of what it reminded me of is he was he, he was dark um, and very complicated. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I did like the movie a lot, but I, you know, I didn't feel I needed to be connected with a character. I felt like I was watching kind of like got, uh the Godfather, you know, you don't really like all of them. You're just kind of, or, or even Scarface or something like that. You're, yeah. you don't need to like them. Uh, unlike yeah. a movie we'll be talking about in a little bit, but the next one we, I saw was 2.0. Yeah, that was, uh, I, you know, everyone was so critical of the trailer and the visual effects. And I think they were watching it on a small little cell phone and you just could not get the impact of all the visual effects work until you were in the theater. And I literally had, I thought, okay, have they shown us everything? Cause they've shown us the big bird. It's almost like we've already seen Godzilla or whatever, you know, right, right. like they've shown us the big bird. What else will there be? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the river of cell phones. And then the one scene in the first half where the guy wakes up in the entire room he's in is all cell phones. And to have the buzzing of a cell phone on vibrate be sort of that trigger sound that ratchets up the tension and and like, oh, no, <laughs> uh, it was so cool. So many visually cool things about that movie. Yeah. And visual and- surprises that I wasn't expecting. Right. And I had interviewed the stereographer for that movie and because the 3D impressed me. Yeah. The 3D part of it impressed me a lot. And what he what he said in our interview was that he stopped doing Hollywood movies and he actually lives in Colorado. He's only like three hours away from me. Wow. But he moved back to Colorado because he said – they don't care about the stereographers. They just want the 3D for the, you know, basically the gimmick, which is why I don't see 3D movies. Is to me, 3D is just a gimmick to charge more f- at the theater if you're not specifically filming for it. He would be on movie sets. He said he had one where he was not even allowed to look at the director in the eye. Mm. He, he would be pushed to a corner and they would just tell him, make me look good. But they would not work with him. And one of the things about 2.0 is um, when he was there, he worked on the film for a couple of years that he was sitting next to the cinematographer and Shankar. And he would give them advice on things to make something look better. And they would listen to him. Now, it made it more of a, a collaborative effort on how to get the 3D to look as good as possible plus using different sections of the plane and not just the screen part so i was impressed with the 3d the the story was basic you know it it felt like it was a you know a fun superhero kind of film the have you seen the the first film the interon or robot have you ever seen that yeah i reviewed that two years ago yeah i mean they have 
so I felt like they had visual echoes and then like taken to the next level of some of the most fun scenes from the original film. Mm. Then, it, then you know, when he becomes just, uh, you know, all of the machine guns in a circle and, and things like that. You know, they repeated some of the same, uh, same yeah, things. Yeah, they took they it did, to they, another they level. Took it to another level. But, but I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. The story, uh, I mean, while it did have a good message and I thought Akshay Kumar was good. I saw it in uh, Tamil. So I, and I, and so Akshay's part was dubbed. And I'm curious I would be curious to see it sometime in the future in Hindi to hear Akshay's performance because I thought that whole well, flashback you know sequence, what, I thought he did very well. You know what I want? And there is a cut. There has to be a cut of this where they don't dub him. And so you have everyone just speaking the language that they filmed it in. And so he would be speaking Hindi and everyone else speaking Tamil. Right. I want to see that cut. Yeah. Because to me, it all, I don't understand right, any of them, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. But to be able to hear both performances at the same time is what I would like. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the movie was, I mean, it's predictable. It's a standard kind of superhero film. They they weren't, like, trying to make anything story-wise amazing. The, yeah. the cell phone thing was a, a little bit silly to me, but... I didn't mind. It's like, whatever. It's I mean, a superhero I mean, for movie. Me, there was such anticipation for this film when I walked out of seeing it and I asked some other Rajnikanth fans who had just walked out and I said, so what did you think? And one guy just said, it's for kids. You know what I mean? And it was kind of that simple. It was like that, like you say, like a superhero, like a simplistic kind of story like that aimed at kids which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but huh. I think everyone's expectations were all the way up here, especially with all of the delays over and over and over again. Um, you know, Shankar makes visually exciting films. He's very inventive. I don't know that this is the strong, strongest script that he's ever done, but no, um, no I enjoyed it. And I when it comes it. to the visual effects, like uh, the CGI like the CGI for the bird and some of the other stuff looked great. But then yeah. there were other things that didn't look good at all. Like some of the stuff with Rajnikanth, like when he was running on the on the side of the building or when he was falling in the same scene, him falling towards the camera with the bird behind him. He didn't look good, but the bird looked great. Mm. So it, it almost felt like they either had a hard time rendering humans or making them look real. Uh, gravity was a little off, reminded me of um, Blade Trili uh, Trinity or Blade 2. Blade 2. Uh, they had these – it was one of the first times you had like full human CGI fight and they would fall to the ground very quickly. So the gravity felt off. And they had that kind of a problem. Some of the gravity didn't feel right. And uh, – so I was like, it, it almost felt like they ran out of money for some things and spent it yeah. all on other things. Uh, but I, well, I also, think he's just... They had to do visual effects to, to make him, yeah. make Rashikat look as chitty the same way that he did yeah. all those years ago because yeah. the robot wouldn't have aged, right? So yeah. there were, had to be a lot of visual effects around the eyes and stuff like that, yeah. too. But I think the production problems did show for yeah. some of the things, but... Overall, I had fun with it. I thought 
Yeah. I, but I went into the movie knowing what I was going to get. I expected it to be right. I, my like a fun superhero movie. My expectation wasn't necessarily as high, I think, as people who had grown up seeing the first film and it was such a part. I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it was almost But like, even the first film is still pretty fun I, su- I, superhero it is, movie. It it's is, not, but I'm just saying I think it hit people at a certain point. It's almost like the Star Wars people. Do you know what I mean? Like if you watch the star- first Star Wars films at a certain point in your teenage years or whatever, it's just like a part of you. Right. And then you're going to have an attitude like nothing is going to measure up if they try when they try to make the new ones. No, I, I can get that, that. You know, that to me is what it seemed like, that the first film was just so big in certain people's youth that they, you know, they were going to have an issue with whatever the sequel was. But it met my expect. The one thing that, or a couple of things that exceeded my expectations was the 3D was much better than I expected, and the I was afraid that the music video they released, I was afraid they were going to find a way to just drop it in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it was, and they didn't do that. They didn't do that. It was over the credits. It was also Uh, visually amazing. But they Mm -hmm. they just kept the story going, and they did not stop for song numbers in this film. So, So. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. great. I don't mind if they stop for songs, but I want a flow, a natural flow. And exactly. that music video right. would not flow anywhere. No. So no. I'm glad that they put it at the end. All right. After that was the uh, Canada film KGF Chapter One. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that was one that lived up to the hype for me. Oh, my gosh. That was an event of a movie. Like, um, I get a little bit of flack because I said the only, besides the mother, the the love interest just kind of stands there and looks pretty. And everyone assures me she's going to have a bigger role in the second film. I'm like, okay. But, (laughs) you know, um, so that was really my only quibble was that it was such a testosterone fest that, uh, (laughs) and it was just, I mean, but you know what? Yash, Ava's incredible. I mean, it it was basically, you know, the Yash movie and he deserved it to be the Yash movie because he 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 was incredible. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, I was impressed. I'm excited for Chapter 2. I am, too. Because uh, one of the things I am was worried about, like, when I uh, when I saw the, fr- the first movie, when I saw this one, is I didn't feel like there was a, a villain, really. Uh, yeah. But then at the end, you find out that's because we haven't seen the villain yet. The villain is yeah. the second chapter. So... After that, I was like, oh, okay, this is more characterization of Yash and how we get to this point, you know, the whole Spartacus ideal now and his relationship with his mother, which I absolutely loved that, how they intercut. A lot of times when you intercut time periods, like I was mentioning with Bird Box, didn't work too well. But when you're intercutting time periods like they did in KGF with him and his mom, those scenes were deliberately there to reflect something that was going on in the present day of the film. So there would be an interaction with his mother and that would explain a layer of what was going on for this sequence. Then they show it another scene with the mother and then it culminates at the end where you see where it's coming from and it goes full circle and you're like, Oh, like that scene where uh, that last scene they have with his mom 
and he's she says, you know, don't take a group, go by yourself. And then he runs off. I was like, oh, powerful. Like full circle explains his entire character. Everything makes sense. It was a it was a puzzle yeah. that I thought was put together really well. And I'm just hoping chapter two is as good. Now, they had something unusual in that they sort of had mini trailers for part two yeah. in the middle of the film. And it kind of like I criticized that a little bit because I was like, OK, and I I don't know how you felt about it, but sometimes I feel really old. But the jerky camera thing was too much for me. Yeah, I way don't, too much. And no. I felt like the way that they cut the well, we had a whole discussion about this, about how. Jackie Chan's, you know, it's like your brain cannot catch up with. You can't uh, reacclimate to all of yeah. the cuts. And, and so, um, you know, the same director did a film called Ugram, which was really, really good, exceptional action sequences. And I hope they listen because I just, the way it was edited and cut didn't have the same impact for me in KGF. Well, and, what, and what I've yeah. heard, what I've heard from a lot of people, they were saying that he, the director is kind of forced to it because he had to direct, he had to edit around the censors. Yeah. Which, okay. I can understand that if you've already shot the film and you have to fix it for the censors, but if you already know what the censors are going to do, then you plan your fight scene around that yeah. so that it doesn't have a lot of quick cuts. You don't have to do the shaky cam, you know, plan it to where the fight scene will pass the sensors so that you're not rush editing and doing these quick cuts just to satisfy a sensor. And I'm surprised because normally it seems like uh, maybe the kind of sensors are different, but it seems like, Things like cleavage get blurred and edited out, but more violence or beheadings <laughs> or whatever is usually fine. So that makes me really curious of like, how gory was it? <laughs> now, know? this would be a good example of, um, you know, the online media, Netflix and Amazon. If they got the funding to do this movie there, what were the, would the action sequences look like? Because they wouldn't yeah. have to worry about the censor board at that point. Um, I, I would, mean, it's I like would we've wonder. just seen the, seen the trailer for the upcoming um, Kangana Queen, you know, film. And at the end of the trailer, she slices a guy's head in half, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think, I'm wondering, I don't, that may be just the internet version and whether... You would see that in a theater before a regular movie when you're going to have kids in the audience. I but don't I don't. I don't really see. I but I don't really accept that as an excuse because look at Raman Raghav 2.0. That was in theaters. That's way more violent than anything that was in KGF. Way more yeah. disturbing in many ways. So I think they just didn't film those action sequences properly. And I hope that they filmed them better in chapter two, but overall I really enjoyed the movie. So it sounds like you didn't see some of the smaller films that ended up being some of the biggest hits of the year, at least in the Hindi industry. So well, did you see Stree? No. So Stree was super fun. I don't know which streaming service is on right now, but was a really interesting horror comedy film, Rajkumar Rao, uh, starring. And it was 
the same writers that did the film Odd Gentleman starring Setard Mathultra last year. And it it had a message to it. I mean, it was a horror film that really had a good message because stream means a woman. So basically mm-hmm. it was this woman that was haunting the streets and all the men were terrified because she would only attack men. And there's even a scene where, you know, a guy's like, well, you know, the woman is leaving and the husband's like, I'm scared. You're going to leave me here alone. And she's like, just don't go outside. Just don't answer the door. It'll be fine. I'll be back. Like this, you know, everything was flipped on its head. You had the men were the one that were terrified to walk in the dark down the street uh, because a woman was after them, uh, you know, a woman's spirit. So it was subverse. It was subversive. It's the plot stayed with you. It had a lot. Of, Rajkumar Rao is just great at comedy, and you know he just has these. You know he's good at the terrified. Uh, you know, so so definitely one to catch up on. It was a very Stree? fun movie. Street. S T R E E. Yeah. Okay. I think and, I remember the trailer for that one. Yeah, very funny trailer. Uh, Shraddha Kapoor plays the ghost. Uh, she, she kind of plays Stree. And and then um, it has this character actor, Pankaj Chaprathi. He is one of my favorites now. So he has a very funny role in the film as well. And also one of the friends is, I didn't realize, but Ayushaman Karana's brother I can't remember his first name, but he is one of the Rajkumar Rao's friends in the film. So I didn't realize he was also an actor. Um, and then Bud Hi Ho, did you catch that one? Uh, no, no. The uh, you would know. You would know. No, I, I. What I was trying to remember is why I didn't see it. Is uh, at the time I didn't have any money, and the theater I'd have to go to was too far away, and I just I, I wasn't able to get there to the theater but i remember wanting to see it i had even like planned out a time that i could i don't think like there were a couple of times where i was about to see a movie and i just hadn't bought the ticket yet and then i got called into work yeah and i was like it was so funny yushaman karana uh plays the son and he's in this household where and he's about to ask his girlfriend to get married so he's old enough to you know almost be the next phase of his life as an adult. And all of a sudden he, his mother goes to the doctor. I mean, they're afraid it's cancer or whatever. Like you're, everybody's nervous. Well, it turns out she's actually pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And interestingly, the, the film did not just focus on a Yushiman, but you can imagine a Yushiman is so good at playing that sort of put upon character. It was like, what? You know, they're frustrated. You know? So he just cannot hardly deal with his the fact that his mother is pregnant. It's humiliating. Everyone, they live in a um, you know, sort of an apartment complex. Of, you know, the, wor- the word spreads like wildfire. Like, you know, you can't keep a secret from anyone. And then there's the grandma, you know, who lives in the, in the home. And she's she is such a riot, just giving her little cracks about about everything. But it also is such a beautiful relationship between the dad and the mom. And I'm blanking on the dad's, the actor's name. He stole the movie. Just like he would just have these looks, you know, of just, <laughs> it was so funny. And again, this this year in Hindi cinema, really, the cons did not do well. It was script-driven films like yeah. Bud Hi Ho, 
entry that really were the runaway successes. And so you had these, um, you know, actors who were not the cons, like Ayushman Karana, like Rajkumar Rao, having these 100 crore big movies. And within the same couple of weeks, um, Ayushman Karana had another great film called Andadun, which is sort of a sly, noir kind of film. It has Tabu, and it has Ayushman playing a blind piano player. And there's a murder that happens... In front, <laughs> it's like it's just so. He's playing the piano, and this whole murder scene is happening, and they're trying to be quiet and drag this body. <laughs> like it is so well written. The script is amazing, absolutely amazing, and has a lot of humor in it. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. So, um, you know, those are s- like smaller films. Because they didn't have a big con, they weren't like race three or something in budget, mm-hmm. but yet they were some of the biz- biggest successes of the entire year for well, the Hindi movie industry. Ho- hopefully, people will, you know, some of these producers will f- start to learn that, you know, having a big star in your movie may help, but if the movie's not good, then it doesn't matter. You, yeah. You, you know, yeah. you have to script is always first. Script, script, script. If you don't have a yeah. good script, you don't have a good movie. I don't care who's in it. Right. So the last movie that I reviewed this year was Zero, which uh, it was very mixed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the my biggest problem with the movie. Now, a lot of people say he went to Mars. I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that either. But the biggest yeah. problem I had was I didn't like his character. Yeah. I'm supposed to be sympathetic, yeah. or I'm supposed to be attached. I'm following this character, and I don't like him. So. The first part where he was trying to, um, you know, when he was falling in love with uh, her name, I blanked her name. uh, Anushka Sharma. Yeah, thank you. I loved that part. And I loved the dance sequence in the hotel. Like all of that. Um, That's one of my favorite song sequences of the whole year. So when... When that happened, I was on board. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm in. And then the next scene, he's on the ca- on the car. It's a month later. He just ignored. He basically just wanted to get in her pants. And I'm like, wow, you just destroyed all of the goodwill that I had. And now I don't care what happens to him. Like, yeah, the whole thing with him and the movie star, I didn't care. When he went to NASA, I guess NSA, NSAR. When he went there, and I didn't care. And then they had the anti-gravity room where I was like, okay, you can have an anti-gravity room if you want. This doesn't have to be based in reality. But if you have an anti-gravity room, why aren't you using it? You're still training everybody their anti-gravity training underwater in big pools. Right, the, scuba, the scuba deer gear and all of that, yeah. yeah. You have an anti-gravity room. Go train your an- Go train your zero-gravity in the big room that you got that has no gravity. I, so I, the the ending, I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm, the yeah, the second visual, half really went off the rails. It was yeah, just. Uh, I, yeah. The visual effects, though, were great. Uh, there were only a handful of times where I, I saw a flaw, and it was more of like transitions 
for movements, but I believed he was a dwarf. Like they did yeah. an amazing, yeah, they did a good job. an amazing the visual, visual effects good. and color grading was amazing. So yeah. it's one of those movies that I would watch for the technical aspects, just to analyze the visual effects. But story wise and character, I didn't care. Yeah. There was another strong Tamil film uh, this fall called Vada Chennai, which means hmm. North Chennai. And it's starring Danush. And it's one that there was so much plot. It was sort of like The Godfather. It's like an origin story of a gangster that takes over an area. area. Uh, and then you had sort of a back story of you know the person he's taking over from like there was so much plot in it and and it turns out i think the filmmaker filmed like five hours worth of material and then had to whittle it down to three and i'm praying it was such a good story and you were each little subplot there were strong women in in the film as well you wanted to know more you know even about the back characters there was so much there was so rich and i've heard that possibly they might do um, a mini series on streaming service or something with some of that other footage but it was also kind of a chapter one, and then there's going to be chapter two. The extra material might be more like background flashback kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, such a strong film. Really, really good. Maybe they so, could release that stuff on YouTube. Like you've seen some movies where they'll release like extra scenes or uh, something that's almost like, uh, you know, just to expand the world a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, release yeah. them as YouTube videos or special features and that kind of thing. Well, Vijay Satyapathy also had a really strong year, um, you know, besides the films that we've talked about that he's in and also the upcoming Petta. He had two amazing films this fall. Uh, one was called 96. So mm -hmm. meaning like the class of 96. Right. It's one of... It might be my number one Tamil film of the entire year. It it's so good. It's yeah, just, I had a lot of requests for for me to see that one so too, but I just couldn't good. get to the theater. Well, I don't think it's on a streaming service not yet, but it definitely um, it's just it's just I haven't seen the before sunset before sunrise um, Ethan Hawke pictures, but people have compared it to that too. It's oh, okay. it's that you know it's kind of like a wistfulness where you get back at a reunion and these people who had a childhood crush romance um, see each other again and kind of spend one night together reminiscing and talking and whatever and so. Uh, just a beautiful film, absolutely beautiful. And then the um, there was a film called Sitakati, where he played um, an ancient theater actor. And okay. I, I don't even want to spoil it. Like uh, he, they show him the first forty minutes. It was such a different kind of a film. The first forty minutes, they're showing him as he ages, and he is doing these really dramatic. Um, scenes from different plays and you can see that the audience is dwindling and finally when he's in his 70s there's like maybe a dozen people in the audience he's still amazing and he dies on on stage and then crazy things start to happen because his spirit then will embody a different actor and they will be brilliant ah and so that's the, interesting the secret gets out 
and all of these film directors want, well, I want, to, I want him in my film, <laughs> you know? And so you have to, uh, you know, you have to be worthy of him being with you, but it could be a five-year-old child. It could be whatever. And so a lot of it, just the change in tone, it became kind of this dark comedy for the rest of the film. Some slow periods. So here, uh, you know, Vijay Satyapati really is only in the first 40 minutes, but then his spirit is kind of still there um, through the rest of the film. You're sort of watching people. If they're if he's not with them, they're like acting so bad. It's funny. And if he's with them, then they're if the spirit is with them, they're like they're brilliant. It was so funny. It had a lot of cameos of famous directors. I actually saw it. I don't know if I told you, I've met recently, somebody in my town is the daughter of a famous Telugu film director. Um, his name was C.S. Rao. He filmed like NTR. He did a lot of movies with NTR. Uh, and also she's the daughter of a very famous film actress. Savitri was her mother's best friend. Like, <laughs> and they acted in films all the time. So she saw the film with me and we're going to see Petta together, which is going to be great. But anyway, she was like, oh yeah, my dad worked with that. Or oh, my mother worked with, you know, like she was telling me all the cameos of real directors that were in the film. And it was very fun to see with her. So very offbeat kind of film, but I really That's enjoyed it. And he got, you got to see VJ. Imagine like he's in this makeup to make him look like he's 75 or 80 years old. And he has the walk and the like hard to sit down. And the, <laughs> he was amazing. He was, it was like so different than the gangster roles or all these other things that we see him play. Right. I really got to see a range for him this year. 96, he plays someone so shy that when the girl, as an adult, when the girl puts her hand in his chest, he faints from the, <laughs> the excitement of it. Like, his heart starts racing, and you just, like, you can hear the pounding. Well, that's really, heart, you know? that's really smart on his, on his point yeah. to be able to have a bunch of different types of characters to play, and it shows that he is more of an actor than just somebody that wants to do yeah. action roles. Right. Uh, I think was, that, that, that was what was that movie called again? The theater the, one? The theater one is called Sitakati, so S-E-E-T-H-A-K-A-T-H-I, which was evidently like a historical person who, I don't know, gave away money. So it was sort of the thing is you give even after you die. You know what I mean? It's well, like I a think proverb it, or something. I think it yeah. would be really interesting uh, movie for the other actors, you know, in that okay, I have to act poorly and then I right. can be great. Uh, it would be right. a fun, almost like a, not a test, what would I call like, um, An exercise. Like a, yeah, an exercise, like a class that, yeah. that you could do that movie or do a, a theatrical play of that and it would be a great uh, acting exercise. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine they're like, the scene, they're like doing it over and over and over again and they're acting so bad and the director's like... Come on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, genius. And you're like, yes, yes, do that. So it was, yeah, it was a really offbeat. It came out that same week that every, that zero and everything else came out. Oh, wow. And that's a I bad, was just, that's bad and, timing. Well, but it was, some, it was, you know, it was different programming. Uh, and so 
I don't know that the crowd that was in my movie, because, you know, VJ is just that name. I think they may have just gone in, think, okay, it's a VJ set to party, but it's so different than his other films. Uh, I don't know what everybody thought. It was one of those really weird films, and I sometimes I kind of like that, where you're like, where is this film going? Like, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and I, I like that sometimes where it's not by the book. Did you see Gudachari this year? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, speaking of, we talked about Rozzy being an unusual kind of spy film. Gudachari is essentially like a James Bond origin kind of story, Indian. And modest budget, the guy that stars is Adavi Seth, who he was the prince in Bahubali that gets his head cut off. Remember? Okay. The obnoxious yeah. son? Yeah. So he wrote the story, wrote the script for this movie, produced the movie, and stars in it. And they have a modest budget, but man, do they work that budget. Great script, great editing, great action. You know, like, they didn't have cars flying everywhere in tons of... It was just a really exciting script, really good action movie, and you could tell, okay, this is the origin story, and they're gonna they could continue it as a franchise and and keep going with this character. Like you know his origin. Now he could go, go forward and do more super spy stuff. You so know, basically they planned out the film very well. Oh, super well, super See, well. I like seeing that. I like seeing it when uh, directors, you know, when for, first off, it doesn't cost anything to write a script. It just yeah. time. So get your script right. But then to also know, okay, this is our budget. Where should we put the money? And we've yep. seen we've seen movies where they put the money in the wrong place. You yeah. know, and we've seen movies where they put too much money or they run out, they didn't plan it well. So it's nice to know that they it seemed like they planned out where the budget would go, how it would be used, and they were just smart about it. And yeah, usually with lower budgets, you have to do that just because you can't afford to do anything else. You have to. You're forced to do it. Well, Andre Seth is interesting because I think he grew up in California. So and then he's, you know, uh, making films in the Telugu industry. But I think he had been working on this script for a long time. So to me, it also... Yes, it's an Indian setting and everything, but it's sort of, it rem I mean, obviously had a lot of Western influence in how the whole spy thing was set up. And I, it was very, very well done. It made the top five of my Telugu films for 2018. I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, so yeah. let's, let's get into our top five. Okay. All right. So for my top five, it's just... Again, I know people are going to say it anyway, but look, this is based on the movies I saw. These are the movies I reviewed. I can't put a movie in the top five that I haven't seen. So, But I do want to hear your list. So my list is going to be from five to one. Five okay. is uh, the Chica... Uh, I'm going to slaughter it. Chica Chavanta Vanam. Okay. You know, I I did like that movie a lot. Um, I didn't feel I needed to be attached to the characters just because it felt more like a something I'm witnessing. I don't need to be attached to a character like I would have to be with Zero. 
Yeah. With Zero, I have to be connected to that character, and I wasn't. But with this one, I was more just witnessing it. And I, I liked the different characters. I liked seeing where they went. And it was uh, – but I did think it was a little pre- – I thought it was predictable. Like I, I pretty much knew where the movie was going. I didn't get surprised by the twist. Um, number four, I'm going to say Rosie, uh, just because I like the spy thriller drama. Not a – you know, it's different. Uh, she did a great job. And the tense moments were directed extremely well. Uh, my number th- three would be KGF. Uh, I would like to have put it higher, but the action scenes just weren't filmed well. Mm. But the cinematography for everything else was amazing. Amazing. And I did like uh, the rest of the movie. I just wish the fight scenes were filmed better. Yeah. Uh, number two, I'm going to say Renga Stalam. Even though I had a problem with the ending in that it felt like just too long. and But the story and the characters around that town, yeah. I want to go back to the town. I want a sequel. I don't care what they do. I just want to go back to that town. It was such a fun, interesting characters. I just liked being there. Uh, I would watch the movie again up until that last part and then just stop it. I don't need to watch the half hour of drawn out revenge part. But I just liked... Being there, it's a place I yeah. would like to go visit. So I like that. And my number one is gold. Wow. Um, I'm going to say just because, uh, you know, like like I said, the, the patriotism in that movie is insane. The idea of him winning the gold for Britain at the Nazi Olympics and then wanting to now come back and win the first gold for India. That it blew my mind when I first heard about it. And then I thought the movie was good. It was fun. Uh, it had drama in all of the right spots. I thought Akshay Kumar did a really good job. I thought all of the characters did a good job. And so, yeah, that's the movie that pops in my head for this year as my number one. What's your what's your five? Okay, so I watched five different industries this year: Canada, Hindi, Telugu, Tamil, and Malayalam. So I'm going to pick one of each for my five, and okay. um, I'm going to start with Bad Hai Ho, which means congratulations. That's the one about the uh, older parents who have the surprise pregnancy. And it was such a funny film, such a great script, absolutely feel-good movie, um, so good. One of the that's basically my top Hindi film of the year. Razi is really strong, uh, would be in my top five of Hindi films. Tumbad, which I mentioned that horror period horror film, you definitely need to check that one out. It was so good. Um, and of other Hindi films, the Doc. Uh, is not making other people's top 10, you know, list, but uh, I know the original Surat is perfection, but the soundtrack was so strong. Ishan, um, his de- his performance, I thought was really, really good. Okay, so number four, I guess I would have be KGF. I have problems with some of the shaky cam and the editing, but wow, what a film, what an experience. Um, I cannot wait for chapter two. So we we put KGF around the same place. Yeah, and I agree with you that um, super 
super strong cinematography. Just the dust of the set made everything glow in this golden light. And it just, uh, the way um, Yash would be backlit with the sun, uh, amazing. I, I, my jaw was on the floor over and over again with the cinematography in that film. Um, I hope that they can figure out some of the things that irritated me for the next film, but I'm really excited to see another film with Yash. I saw Googly, one of his other films this year, and he has quite a range too. He's very funny in Googly, which is very different than he was in KGF. So looking forward to chapter two. Plus he, very grows, much. he grows an epic beard. He I gotta say. Very epic. I, beard. I have beard jealousy of that guy. <laughs> Him and Madhavan. I'm very jealous of their beards. <laughs> so number three is a film that we didn't even talk about. It's called Kerov Palam. So it's sort of a small independent Telugu film. Interesting story how it was made. Uh, young guy in India narrated the story to this woman who is actually a cardiologist who teaches cardiology in New York. Okay, she grew up in the United States, but she she's like, if I don't take a break, I'm never going to have my dream of making a film. Okay, so she goes to India. One of the first people she meets is this young director who hasn't made a film yet. And he narrates the story and she's like, we're going to make this movie. So she puts up her own money to make this independent film. It has 85 debut actors in the film. Okay. There's four different stories, different ages of people. And so you have four separate amazing short story uh, films within one big film, all set in this place. The name of the town is Kanchari Palam. And then at the end, there's an amazing, I, I can't reveal what it is, but there's something that ties all four stories together. And it was so perfect and so beautiful Matt, I cried hard for 15 minutes my entire ride home. I was so overcome with emotion watching this film. And not because it was sad, but because it was so beautiful. It was just like this emotional release. It was amazing. And I so I have to make that number one. But a strong if I hadn't seen that, a strong number two was Mahanati, which is the biopic of Savitri, um, also starring Kirti Suresh and also um, Dilkar Salman as the famous actor Jiminy Ganesan, who was her husband. Amazing big period film. I felt like the director made it just for me. I <laughs> loved that movie so much. Um, I actually watched one of Savitri's pictures called Maya Bazaar from the 50s, an old Telugu film. And I can see where Bahubali comes from when I saw it. It's a fantasy mythology epic. And for the times, you know, they had a lot of fun stop motion and whatever um, tricks for the fantasy film. And I just, she was, Savitri was amazing. She was, there's a scene in the film where the director says, I need you to cry. And she says, how many teardrops do you want? <laughs> like, literally, ah. she was that to that level where she's like, he's like, only two from the left eye. She's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> like, that's the level that she was. So that was an amazing film. But if that small independent film, Kara Kacharipalam, amazing. All right, so where am I? That's number number two is 96, the uh, Vijay Satapati uh, about the class reunion and that was the wistful romance over the course of an evening of people who had been 
um, High School Sweethearts. And then my number one is also a film that we haven't talked about. It's a Malayalam film called E Ma Yao, which basically stands for, it's sort of like R.I.P., you know, rest in peace. It means, I think it means uh, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, like the initials of what it is in Malayalam. And uh, it's by the same director. My number one film of 2017 was Angamali Diaries. The director is Liju Joe's Palisari. Same director. Uh, so my number one is the same director again. Absolutely incredible film. Um, you're following this man and he has this strained relationship with his father. His father suddenly dies. And you're in this small village and all of these things are happening. And you're feeling the tension of this son whose father has just died. And it ratchets up and ratchets up. And the tension. And then the rain starts pouring. And just one thing after another, you find out the father has a mistress. And the mistress shows up. And this, you know, all of these things are happening. And then the climactic scene is so intense. Uh, it's amazing filmmaking. And uh, it's it's... It's something I saw at the beginning of the year, and it has stayed with me through the whole year. It was What's amazing. it called again? E, so two E's, M-A-Ma, Yao, Y-A-U. So it's sort of like, it's been explained to me that, some, you know, there's periods after each of them because they're like mm-hmm. abbreviations. So it's sort of like rest in peace, what you would say, you know, on a gravestone yeah. or something. Awesome. Absolutely incredible film. Uh, so, yeah, I... And I feel so enriched this year. I saw a lot more films this year because I was trying to keep up with all the new releases. And some of the my top fives are films that I might not have seen if my viewers hadn't said, "What you haven't seen Tombad yet? You haven't seen Ima Yao? <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen Care of Kanchari Palam?" I think I saw one of the last showtimes, you know, in Chicago. I caught it in the theater. And like I said, I had such a strong reaction because people kept saying, this is an amazing film. We know you and we know you would love it. And that's what I love is that they're getting to know me enough to know the kind of films that I would really enjoy. And like 96, again, one of my top three, they said, oh, you cannot miss this. We know you're a fan of Vijay Satyapathy. We know you like romantic films. Mm-hmm. You have to see this movie. And that's what I love is having these recommendations of films that otherwise I might never have even known that they existed. It's, yeah, it's our, fans, year. our fans know us very well. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad. You know, there's I've got groups of people that I can trust that will tell me, no, you're not going to like this or, yeah, you'll love this or that kind yeah. of thing. So that's awesome. And I recently have been uh, memed. I have a guy. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> DNT Dynamite has been <laughs> making memes of me, and they're hilarious. Even Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a uh, YouTuber. No, really. What do you do? <laughs> no, no, what do you do for a living? <laughs> so uh, our fans are great, and I want to thank you all. This video is really for you. And uh, thank you again, Melanie, for sticking around and doing this with me. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me. Uh, I've seen so many great films this year, and I've. Um, it's hard for me 
you know, the best of one industry, which could be so different than another industry's kind of film. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. to me, sometimes they're apples and oranges. And if you asked me a week from now, maybe it would have slightly different order. Some of it just depends on, I don't know, the mood that you're in at the moment, you know, but yeah. they're all so many good films this year. And, um, you know, it's been an interest, especially Hindi industry. It's been really interesting. You need to watch some of these smaller films because it's a big change. I mean, none of the cons films were in our top five. You know, no. the Thugs of Hindustan, Zero, and we didn't even, I mean, Race 3. I hope you didn't spend a ticket for that nope. because, oh my gosh, you know, that. So, I, saw, I saw the trailer. That was enough for me. I didn't yeah. need to see the movie. And when I saw the trailer, I knew it wasn't going to be good. I was like, ah, it looks like it could be fun. But yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, there, I do want to see more movies. For me, it's just time. I just don't have the time. I yeah. basically have. If you include YouTube as a job, which I spend enough time doing it that it would be, it just doesn't pay. <laughs> yeah. I have three jobs and two of them don't pay money. So <laughs> I do what I can with the time that I have. But yeah, thanks. I mean, I, I just tell people I'm just one person. Yeah, like, I'm just one person. I, I don't have I a do whole what team I can. to be editing all these videos for no. me, you know, so it takes time to do each of the reviews that we do. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and putting it together and that that's on top of the time because each of these films are two and a half, three hours long. It's a, it's a significant investment of time. Well, if uh, you, if you look at a one review is you put in travel time, uh, watching the movie, doing the review and editing, I'm usually looking at, you know, 12 hours. Yeah. 12 to 16, depending on how complicated the edit is or how complicated uh, my review is. But You do much longer reviews, and I'm trying to do them faster, but that meant, has meant many super late nights of seeing a movie, getting out of the movie at midnight, and then trying to do something, you know, a quick 10-minute review, and then I'm up till 2 in the morning and, and blurry. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not no. easy. But, but we, we do, do it best. for you because we love you. We do it. And also because we love the cinema. And, uh, you know, it's something I'm passionate about. And I'm glad to have people to share that passion with. I'm glad to have you, Matt. Part of the joy of having this YouTube channel is I've met people like you. And I have someone to talk to about all of these amazing films who's just as passionate about it as I am. Yeah. Like I have my dad. Um but he doesn't want. He doesn't go to the theater. He won't go to the theater. Yeah. He's he's a very much of a homebody. He'll wait for it to come out on video. So I can't talk to him about new movies because he hasn't seen any of them. Right. But uh, thank you again for this. The video is long, uh, so I hope you enjoy long videos if you made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> but you got our top five in there, so yes, you guys have been asking me for that, and now you have it. Right. Links to all of my stuff is in the description below. Check that out. Links to all of Melanie's stuff over at Pardesi and everything else is down there as well. Thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next video. Thanks, Matt, for having me on the Korkan Nala YouTube channel. You can find Matt at Korkan Nala on Twitter 
and I will have links to the video of this discussion in the description below. You can find me on Twitter at PardaisyYT and of course on YouTube, Pardaisy Reviews. <laughs>